The following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Our song is Psalm number 13. I'll give you a moment to find that in your own Bibles. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord for he has been good to me. Today's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse 40 and working our way to the end. And anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that, that person will certainly not lose their reward. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, my name's David Day and I worship here at St Nick's. Something happened about two or three weeks ago. The merry stories of what we were doing to survive lockdown suddenly changed. You got the sense that everyone had had enough. The jokes turned to sadness. There were more stories of people in deep depression. Uh, you'll remember that Prince William did a documentary on footballers who had serious mental issues. They were at the top of their profession. They had more money than you could shake a stick at, yet they were in the pit in a dark place with no easy way out and ashamed of talking about it. We have had enough. And then on May the 25th, George Floyd, a 46 year old black man was killed in Minnesota by the police. And in the UK, crowds destroyed statues. And all this deepened the feeling that the world was not such a good place and we could no longer feel safe. It took people in different ways. A friend pointed out to me, I haven't touched anyone or been touched by anyone for three months. And this has never happened to me before in all my life. Meanwhile, the media plies us with the different activities that people get up to. We are expected to be excited by an article in the paper on a woman who lives in a house so big that it takes her 20 minutes to draw all the curtains. And apparently the lockdown is making a difference to the way we dream and what we dream. People are dreaming weird dreams. 
There was a woman who dreamed that she had killed her husband with a spade. She said in the dream, it was a great pity, but it needed to be done. So I did it. My favourite is a man who dreamed he was the number 400 and he was constantly being mocked and abused by all the other numbers who were led by the number 187. Sigmund Freud, you should be living at this hour. And alongside all the trite and silly bits, there were the heart-rending stories of grandparents dying with no one from the family to hold their hand. Weddings postponed for over a year. Shopkeepers forced to close down. The death of people working in the NHS. And a mother dying five days after the birth of a little girl. We've had enough. At this point, our reading offers us um, a short paragraph from Jesus' teaching about his little ones and Psalm 13. And I'd like to say something about each of those passages. Psalm 13 is one of the many psalms which are called lament psalms. They are cries of grief from the heart. Sometimes they're not only lament, but also complaint, even accusation. This one begins with a cry from deep down, from the heart. How long will you forget me, God? How long, O Lord? Four times this comes. The psalmist has had enough. He pours out his soul. How long will you forget me, God? Forever? How long will you hide your face from me? That the ancient prayer, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you. Well, you're not doing any of that, Lord. As one translation says, I've looked at the back of your head for long enough. His thoughts turn inwards. The isolation and the uncertainty is tearing him to pieces. I wrestle with my thoughts every day. There's a long argument going on all the time. And it's about me and how I'm doing. I wrestle with myself. Wrestling is hand-to-hand -hand close up stuff. What's happening to me? I don't feel I'm handling this very well. I may have lost the Christian plot. Every day I dig around inside and I'm not satisfied. I'm in turmoil. I'm in despair. Every day I have sorrow in my heart. And then the how longs move on again and his thoughts turn to his enemies. One commentator says, there are people into him. Now this may be someone in your family who are altogether too close, or someone at work, the tyrant boss, or someone who is hostile just because they hate what you stand for, they hate Christians, or someone who is aggressive as a way of life, a friend of ours was, was walking along the path by the river and a couple came the other way. And as they came up, so the male in the couple actually turned towards her and coughed deliberately into her face. Why? No reason. Who needs a reason? Now you might be thinking, wow, this is a fine package. 
complaint towards God for not doing his job, lament about yourself because life is terrible, and anxiety about others because you sense their hostility. What I want to stress is that this outpouring of the soul is set out for us in Holy Scripture. This psalm begins with letting it all hang out. The anger, the turmoil, the despair, the sorrow, the frustration, the honesty. We shall hear the cry, how long, O Lord, again. But this time it will be in Revelation 6 and it will come from the martyrs in heaven. How long, O Lord? So my first point is, let it all hang out. Tell God exactly how it is. But the psalm moves on. And the second point is, be passionate in prayer. The psalmist tells God his heart's desire. Lord, look at me, don't turn your back on me. Give light to my eyes, or bring the sparkle back to my eyes. If you don't, then I will sleep the sleep of death. At least it will be death-like, a living death. My enemy will be delighted when he or she sees my life shattered and in pieces. This is actually literally true in those countries where Christians are persecuted. There will be people who cheer as they see the church burning. And a great cry of a heart comes. Lord, please, please do something about it. And again, God recognises this psalm as a model of serious prayer, not pious words. The things I ought to say, but coming from the heart. And then there's a third movement, uh, and I translate this, God's got it sorted. Uh, many commentators think that between verses 4 and 5, the psalmist heard an actual word that touched his life. It was a calming word which quieted his soul. They're thinking there was someone who actually said this. It's possible. Maybe if the psalmist was in the temple, it would be a priest or a prophet. It was like the words of absolution that we have in our services or the word of blessing at the end. But whatever it was, something happened and God spoke and made the psalmist's problem his own. So he can come away feeling that he really does trust in God. He really has experienced his unfailing love and he really does rejoice in God's salvation. So the psalm finishes with a verb. It's just one word of three consonants. So every translation has to work quite hard spinning out the way they translate one word. And so we get in the NIV, for the Lord has been good to me. In the NRSV, we get, the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. The New English Bible says, the Lord has granted all my desires. Moffat says, the Lord has dealt with me so lovingly. Goldingay, he has done all that should be done for me. The heart of this verb, this one word, is the idea of completeness. So it might be a bit like, God has got it sorted out for me. 
Take your pick. So there we are, Psalm 13. One, let it all hang out. Two, be passionate about what you ask for. Three, God's got it sorted. This is a psalm for our time. I want to make just one brief comment. Don't cut corners on the letting it all hang out. Lots of commentators have noted that the lament psalms make up about 30 to 40 percent of the whole total of psalms and they come up regularly uh, when you read the psalms. But when you come to the modern church, hardly any of the laments appear as hymns or songs. We naturally go for songs of praise. In a very famous article, Walter Brueggemann, uh, one of the top Old Testament scholars in the world, speaks of the costly loss of lament. And when we cut corners on the lament or the complaint, we lose something vital. And there are parts of our life which we are censoring. Don Carson says there is no attempt in scripture to whitewash the anguish of God's people when they undergo suffering. They argue with God. They complain to God. They weep before God. It is a faith so robust it wrestles with God. It is too easy to rush through the wounds and the bruises and the pain to get to the bit where we sing God's praises as if we hurried over Good Friday in order to get to Easter Day. But then we end up being less than sincere, not quite real, too, too pious for comfort. And if we do that, we end up emotionless, implying that there's no place for anger or honesty in the church. But finally, I'd like to say something about the comment that Jesus makes at the end of the gospel passage that was read to us. He's been teaching his disciples about mission, going out with the good news. And then very strangely, at the very end, he turns from that angle and speaks about the people that his disciples are going to meet on their journeys. It's as if at the back of his mind, he has suddenly identified with the disciples. And I paraphrase, but he says something like this. You may find witnessing for me hard. Many may reject you and abuse you or worse. You may end up being ostracized by your family or despised by society. But I'm telling you that you represent me in the world. And if you represent me, then you also represent Almighty God. Anyone who welcomes you and shows you hospitality, even a drink of water, will be honoured by me because you are of infinite worth. You are my ambassadors in the world. I remember an England rugby international saying, something happens to you when you put on the shirt. You suddenly realise, I am representing my country. And Jesus says, I will look after those who are my agents and my surrogates. People need to link twice before they reject Christians. 
Matthew's Gospel, Jesus speaks of those who go out in his name to witness to him as my little ones. They're not children, though they are called to show childlike qualities. They're Christ's stand-ins, his delegates. Woe betide anyone who dares to harm a hair of their head. Meddle with them, says Jesus, and you meddle with me and with my Father in heaven. Wow. Let this verse stand alongside Psalm 13. If you feel depressed, rejected, of little worth, meditate for a while on this verse. Jesus himself says, those who welcome you and show you hospitality as if you were prophets or righteous people, they will be given an appropriate reward when I come in majesty. Because they received you. And the flip side, well, those who treat you with contempt had better watch out. You don't mess with the representatives of the King of Kings. And when Christ stands by you in fearsome support, like a six foot three elder brother, then you know you are valued and cherished and loved. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.